Live from Saskatchewan, this is the Sask Show with Lindsay May. Saturday, September 24th. I'm Lindsay May. Thanks for joining for the SASCast. Taking a look at COVID and one judge deciding that, yes, it did actually exist and you do actually have to listen to restrictions. Snow removal in Regina, the MAID program here in Saskatchewan. Taking a glance around the world as well with the Royal Canadian Mint and Hurricane Fiona. Going to go out for a rip and very first edition of the SASCast. One question to get to know Saskatchewan artist Anna Marie. That's it. All that coming up on The Sask Show. You're listening to The Sask Show with your host, Lindsay May. The Sask Stuff. Now, while Saskatchewan no longer recognizes COVID as a thing, even though it very much is a thing, and we've actually apparently seen more deaths this year than any other year in the past from COVID, a judge has also agreed that those lockdown restrictions we were dealing with, yes, they were valid. And yes, the fines that you got for doing those anti-lockdown rallies must be paid. So Justice Daniel Konkin recently dismissed a charter application that was filed by some lawyers for the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms on behalf of two people who were fined $2,800 for attending some anti-lockdown rallies back in December of 2020. So they're saying that basically this violates the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. A reminder, Canada's Charter of Rights and Freedoms is part of the Canadian Constitution. That's the highest law in the country. Now, let's take a quick glance at the highest law in the country. Section one. Okay, we're going to get technical here. The charter guarantees the rights and freedoms set out in it subject to only such reasonable limits prescribed by law as can be demonstrably justified in a free and democratic society. So with that, there's four criteria to determine a reasonable limit. Now, reasonable limits include public health orders that have a substantial objective a rational connection to the objective, minimal impairment to freedoms they violate and proportionately balance their salutary effect. So the judge has decided that these public health orders had an objective to reduce COVID-19, a rational connection to the objective, science, minimal impairment to freedoms. They're just telling you guys not together in giant groups and they balance the effect of what could have been an even larger tragedy, like the fact that we're not recognizing COVID today. Regardless, it's nice to see that now that people are trying to fight these fines, the judges are coming through and say, you're full of baloney. That's it. Judge Judy them. And now no longer will you just get the judgment of your neighbors in Regina. You're going to get judgment from like the city and get a fine for this one. Regina City property owners. Shovels out, guys. The snow is looming in the distance and the city of Regina is reminding us to have the shovels at the ready for our sidewalks because they are officially enforcing their snow removal bylaw this fall. Last fall, they were like sending out warnings and being like, guys, you kind of have to like shovel your snow because like we're not going to do it. This is your job. Now, all property owners are required to clear nearby sidewalks within 48 hours of a snowfall. So property owners within a section of downtown, they're required to clear nearby sidewalks within 24 hours. Although that was a requirement before the most recent changes. The question a lot of people are wondering is how much is this going to cost me? 100 bucks for your first fine. Then if the snow isn't addressed, a contractor could be called in to clear it. And a potential $300 could be added to your property tax to help cover that cost. And before you go all crazy and are like, I already pay my taxes and, you know, that should cover this whole shenanigans. I'll just point this out. I've lived in a lot of different places with the same amount in terms of property taxes. And I've always had to clear my sidewalks previously. 
uh, in many other provinces and places that I've lived in in Canada. I've always had to clear my own sidewalk. That has always been a task that has been done by us. And if you know someone who can't do their own sidewalk, Snow Angels. They're a great program that run here in the city of Regina and they'll be able to help out anyone who's elderly or might not be able to get to their sidewalks. Maybe you've got a great neighbor. Maybe you can help out the kid next door who's looking for some extra scratch in his pocket. Either way, I still consider us pretty blessed in the fact that our snows are nothing in comparison to anything in the eastern side of Canada. Okay, we can use a broom. We can use, quite honestly, one of those leaf blowers I see everybody whipping out. The first time I ever saw anyone use a leaf blower to get rid of snow was here in Saskatchewan. I had never seen that anywhere else. So I know we get heavy snowfalls, but this isn't going to be rocket science. We clear the snow. We take care of one another. We make sure our sidewalks are clear so that nobody goes ass over tea kettle while they're going out for their walks. And finally, the Saskatchewan Health Authority for the province has removed an option on their 811 one health line that offers made medical assistance in dying not to say that is removed from the province but what is made and why did they take this off of the 811 health line the SHA website says the number is a confidential 24-hour health and mental health addictions advice education support telephone line available to the people of Saskatchewan but the Minister for Mental Health and Addiction says it does not make great sense to greet people who are seeking help with mental health issues to have that message right on there, implying that suicide is an option. They said they decided to make this change after direction was given to the SHA once the Saskatchewan Senator Denise Batters brought this issue forward to them. So no changes for residents access to made in the province whatsoever. The SHA says that the public can still access support and information if they need so by calling 1-833-473-MADE. That's 6243. With Lindsay May. The Royal Canadian Mint has come forward and decided to create a special keepsake that has been created in Winnipeg to honor residential school survivors and victims. A reminder once again that coming up on September 30th is National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. And the Royal Canadian Mint launched this new keepsake during a news conference earlier this week, saying that this invites reflection and conversation about the impacts of those schools, the conditions that create them, and how people living in Canada can turn reflection into acts of reconciliation. Now, this launch was held at the National Centre for Truth and Reconciliation, in the University of Manitoba's Fort Garry campus. The Mint worked with the NCTR to create this keepsake, which inscribes the words, Every Child Matters, in both English and French, and was designed in collaboration with First Nations artists Leticia Spence, Inuit artist Jason Sitoak, and Métis artist J.D. Hawk. Now, on this coin, you're going to see a bunch of different things reflective of the imagery of First Nations, Inuit, and Métis teachings and traditional art forms. They have the pair of footprints to represent ancestors walking with younger generations. At the center, the orange-colored handprints to form the shape of the sun. They call that the life-giving source of light and heat. And within the hands is the flame motif of the NCTR logo and an acknowledgement of the spiritual flame that is born inside of a person while the hands are encircled 
encircled by a border representing the radiating waves of the sun's light and heat. It's a very beautiful coin, and it's being sold for $9.95 through the Royal Canadian Mint as well as participating Canada Post locations. And the proceeds will be donated to the Namikwe Nimak Community Support Fund that was established by the National Centre for Truth and Reconciliation. And some other big news around the world, specifically once again here in Canada actually, is that Hurricane Fiona is coming for the east coast of Canada. It's a Category 3 hurricane. It had already hit Bermuda early on Friday morning and it's forecast to be hitting northeastern Canada. This was up to uh, late last night into today as well. Now, authorities had to open up shelters in Bermuda and they did already take five lives. Now, hurricanes in Canada are pretty rare in part because once the storms reach colder waters, they kind of lose that main source of energy and become what's called extratropical. But the cyclones can still have hurricane-strength winds, and though with a cold instead of a warm core, and no visible eye. The shape can be different, too. So essentially, we're getting a demented hurricane that's coming towards the East Coast right now. So not going to send hopes and prayers to our friends on the East Coast because I'm an atheist and don't believe in any of that. But I do hope that everybody takes care of one another and you look out for one another in the most Canadian fashion possible. And finally, Canada is dropping the ArriveCan option and vaccine requirements at the end of this month. The feds say that they're intending on dropping all the requirements for people who are entering Canada at the end of September. That's the same day it's ending the random testing of arrivals and making the ArriveCan app optional, which is good because I have heard a lot of headaches about this ArriveCan app. Now, it's the aviation and the travel industries that have been pushing the government to relax on the rules for the international travel because they're discouraging visitors as a lot of other countries have already eased kind of the rules and things that they have. So Canada's health measures at airports and border crossings were in line with a lot of other countries when they were adopted, but we've kept them in place a lot longer. Admittedly glad that I don't have to do this Arrive Can thing, taking a trip in January, so I'm glad that they are seeing an end to this. But just a reminder is that a lot of places do still have vaccine requirements, so you might want to check on that before you hop on a plane thinking that everything's going to be hunky-dory and you don't need to be vaccinated. She's the friend you should never sit next to at a funeral. You're listening to The Sask Show with your host, Lindsay May. Meet the Saskcast. Welcome back to the Sask Show. Very excited because this is my first edition of the Saskcast, where I highlight people from Saskatchewan, whether they're artists, whether they're anyone here in the province. And of course, I'm thrilled to have an artist join me today. We have Anna Marie here. If you want to check her out for yourself, an incredible Saskatchewan artist as well, you can find her official Anna Marie with the letter R at the end there. Here is Anna. Anna, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> so, the Saskast, this is how we do it. I'm going to ask you one question and one question only, and you get to have your moment to shine because I love to highlight our Saskatchewan artists. So, Anna, here's my question for you today. If you were to have your own headlining tour where you got to pick the stops, your opening artist, anything like that, who would they be? What would it be called? And what is the significance of your tour? Well, this is a really big question. <laughs> so I really appreciate you asking me this. The name of the tour for a start is always a really significant for artists. Most of them usually name the tour after the album or single release that they're promoting. But I like to think outside the box a little bit. 
So even though the name of my record is Keeping It Real, I think I would call the tour the How Far We've Come Tour after the name of one of my favorite songs that I wrote and recorded for this project. So the title, How Far We've Come, I feel that it just really encompasses everything I've been through in my music journey. I mean, I started piano lessons at age seven and played all the way throughout middle school. Got burned out for a little bit, stopped playing for a few years, and then when I turned 18, I just rediscovered that fire and passion that I have for music that's just always been within my heart and soul. Oh, I love that. That's wonderful. And on a more personal note, I feel that it also just reflects on a lot of the health challenges that I've been through, the adversity I've been through. For those who may not know, I was born prematurely and I had laser eye surgery at four and a half weeks old. Wow. Yeah, it was because of retinopathy at prematurity. So because of that, my vision was severely compromised. And just a few months ago, I would have been considered legally blind if I hadn't had a life-changing eye surgery. Oh my goodness. So how far <laughs> you've come indeed, my friend. <laughs> Definitely. It would be a dream of mine to eventually tour the U.S. and go to all these places I've never been to. But I think to start with a more realistic guideline, I would tour across Canada to start, especially in my home province of B.C. I would obviously play in a larger city like Vancouver, for instance. But I think along the way, I would also want to do more smaller scale acoustic gigs like in my hometown of Chilliwack, BC. I've never really thought about who I would want to open for me <laughs> because up until pre-pandemic, I used to play at open mic gigs and I've always been the one opening for other artists. So I think it would be more of a question of who would I like to invite on stage to play a few songs? And for me, I think one of those artists would be JJ Voss. He's a really he's a really good friend of mine. I actually opened for him a few months ago at his Regina show at The Tap, where he called me one of Saskatchewan's coolest rising stars. Oh, <laughs> what a guy. And I just really, I love his music and he is just an amazing performer and songwriter. And yeah, I think it would be really cool to just invite him on stage at one of my shows and play a few songs with him. I think the closing song would probably be, I'm not sure if you've heard it, but an original song of mine that I wrote a few years ago called Jackass. I did hear that one. I listened oh, to all your stuff, girl. So cool. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that song, it was actually played on the radio once 
Principal Prairie on CJTR in Regina. And it seems to be the song that most people relate to. So I think it would be a really great one just to tell the story of how it originated and then play it to end things off. Man, I love your sass. That's perfect. I absolutely love it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Anna Marie, so excited to see where you go from here. Now, I asked you so many questions on top of the one that I, I truly had for you. If people want to find you online, again, where's the best way to reach you? The best place to reach me is on Facebook or Instagram. My username there is at official Anna Marie R. On my Facebook page, there's actually a link tree in my bio where you can find all my social media links, all my music links, etc. Anna Marie, I'm gonna say this right now because I listen to all your songs that you have available. And girl, I'd love to call you a country pop version of Alanis Morissette because when I heard your song Jackass, that's exactly what I heard from you. I'm like, dang, we got another Alanis on our hands right now. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. She's actually one of my favorite singers. I love it. Well, Anna, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate you being a part of this. And again, if you would like to get to know Anna a little bit better, be sure to look up Anna Marie's details. They're up on the screen in front of you right now. We appreciate everything that you're doing. Love supporting our Saskatchewan artists. And thank you once again for being the very first guest as part of the Sascast. <laughs> thank you so much, Lindsay. It's an honor to be here. Just out for a rip, are you, bud? If you've ever wanted to experience what it's like to be a Viking, you can join the Museum of Antiquities and the Vientheim Vikings. God, I hope I said that right. They're doing an afternoon of Viking culture. This is at the University of Saskatchewan in Saskatoon. You can visit a Viking camp where you can learn all about Viking daily life through crafts and games and storytelling. They're going to learn what happened during a typical day in Viking culture and hands-on activities. Lots of fun for the family and the kids noon until four o'clock and it's absolutely free so experience life as a viking again saturday october 1st in saskatoon at the museum of antiquities now maybe you're looking for some good eats india night is happening at the delta hotel in regina and it's an incredible event with east indian cuisine and entertainment in support of creative kids saskatchewan you get an authentic east indian dinner all of that incredible entertainment, a live fashion show, auctions, raffles, and supporting Regina Kids. Now, tickets are $150 each. Corporate table you can get for eight people for $13.50, which includes that logo recognition if you're looking to go there as a business. If you have never been a part of the celebrations that happen with East Indian culture and cuisine, you're going to love every single second of this. They put on something very similar in Thunder Bay when I lived there, and it is some of my most memorable experiences with the entertainment and the food that they offer. So so Saturday, October 1st, pick up your tickets for India Night 2022. You're listening to The Sask Show with your host, Lindsay May. Hey, thanks for joining me for episode two of The Sask Show. If you ever have anything that's going on in Saskatchewan, events, news, things that people should know about, feel free to get in touch with me. Find me online, thesaskshow.ca or The Sask Show on literally any handle, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those good places. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. 
Follow us online at thesaskshow.ca.